Welcome to the Fit Aviators Club podcast, where aviation, fitness, and mindset meet to improve the balance of your health and quality of life in aviation. This is your host, Fernando Contreras, and let's get to it. Everybody. Welcome to the second season of the Fit Aviators Club podcast. I had a blast recording the first season with 10 episodes. We talked about the most important muscles to exercise, overcoming obstacles in aviation to maintain optimal fitness, some diet stuff, some fitness and relationships. And then we actually got to interview some cool folks that were on the show. Ben Falk doing his journey in some doing some physique training, which is awesome. Then Airfare Pouch, absolutely amazing snacking company that was able to give us some great, great background on their company and what there is for them on the future. Of course, my lovely lady Jessica was in the episodes as well, talking about how to balance a healthy lifestyle as a cabin crew member. Then finally, Ricky Rodriguez, a good friend of mine, coming full circle with his family in aviation, and he is now a commander in the Coast Guard uh, pilot, as a Coast Guard pilot. And then Pietro Marsala was on the last episode talking about him, and he is the first pilot to have a insulin-dependent first-class medical, absolutely inspiring story to be able to hear from him. So in the second season, this is all going to be mostly all educational podcasts ran by me. We're going to be talking about nutrition, exercise, things that you can do on the road, more of those specific educational topics to help you and give you more information to have a better lifestyle in terms of health and balancing it with fun on your layovers and when you're at home. So ready? Today's episode, we're going to talk about what is the healthiest snack that you can have on the road and while you're, most specifically while you're flying. So before we talk about what the healthiest snacks would be while flying, let's get a little background knowledge first. And that's starting off with thermodynamics. The first law of thermodynamics states that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It is actually recycled and converted in one form or another. So in humans, that is basically ingesting food and your caloric exertion that you, that you put out, your, your energy consumption. So we put food or we put energy into our body through macronutrients, carbs, fats, and protein. And each of those macronutrients metabolizes in a way to either provide something for your body. So with that exchange between ingestion and exertion of energy, if you consistently consume more energy than expending it, you're going to gain mass. And the other way goes around. If you exert more energy than what you consume, you are going to lose mass. So it's, it's really all a balance between what you're consuming and then what you're exerting, but then also the quality because it's not just in the amounts. You can have the right amount of food, but if it's really bad quality, yes, you may gain or you may lose weight, but what's happening for your body to be able to metabolize things that are more processed sometimes might be making your body work a whole lot harder than what it needs to. So it's not always the quantity that you're consuming, it's the quality as well. It's also very important to understand that in the balance of these three macronutrients, some of them may need to be ingested. They can only be metabolized by external ingestion from food. And some other macronutrients can be made in your body from different substrates. And substrates is just basically a, a scientific word for when those macronutrients break down in your body, which we'll get into later, how they get metabolized and provide 
adenosine triphosphate, which is energy for you to consume. In my opinion, the most beneficial food you can have while you're flying are avocados or any form of healthy fat. And I'm saying this from a personal trainer's perspective. I am not certified in nutrition, but healthy fats actually metabolize a whole lot more efficiently while we're sitting and not doing anything. Uh, it's not because of the keto diet, which I'm not a fan of. I think every macronutrient has its own job and its own purpose, but there are actually studies out there that are showing more how a ketogenic diet can be beneficial to certain sort of performance. I just don't think it's substantial or sustainable. However, so fats actually require oxygen to metabolize. Carbohydrates do not. So fats are aerobic pathways of metabolizing. Carbohydrates are anaerobic. Proteins, their job is to synthesize muscle. That's it. So when you are sitting and not doing anything, I mean, obviously you're working here and there, you are your oxygen supply to your oxygen demand is pretty equal. So you are using fat for fuel. That's why it's very efficient in low intensity activity. However, when you start intensifying that activity, I'm not saying you're going to do that in the airplane, but your body starts now requiring some sort of glucose that's either stored in your liver or your muscles. And that's exactly what your body's going to do when it doesn't have enough oxygen supply meeting the demand, your body reverts to glucose for energy consumption. Even though you are sitting and you're consuming a healthy sort of fat, it's still important to consume some sort of carbohydrate because your brain primarily operates on the energy consumption of glucose. So a great fat in a tiny little bit of carbohydrate is perfect to be able to keep you SA high up, your less chance of fatigue, your energy and your motivation a whole lot higher, the efficiency of your body metabolizing this certain kind of food, all that plays a role in not only your health, but also what you are creating in your environment. Because we all know that food and emotion are very, very closely linked together. And when there is the hangry moments, we don't tend to think at the best. So I think healthy fats, primarily healthy fats while you're flying, are an exceptional, exceptional source of food for you to be consuming based on metabolic processes in your body. However, it's important to understand that fats are the most dense out of the three macronutrients. At nine calories per gram, as opposed to four calories per gram in a carbohydrate or protein, making fats that much more dense. So with that in mind, you also want to take into account the quantity of fat that you're consuming because it may take less quantity to fulfill a certain amount of calorie. And also, it fats help you stay satiated for a lot longer. Satiated meaning that you stay full, you feel full, and you don't want to, you don't, your hunger cues are not um, so fast. If you consume carbohydrates mostly, yeah, your body is going to be like, okay, well, I'm not using it for energy, so I'm going to store it here real quick. And yeah, because it's your body's fight or flight, and I'm going to require more. So if you ever do use that energy, I'm going to either have it by the food that I'm consuming now or the stored glucose and glycogen that I have later, which, as we talked about before, stores in your liver and your muscles. So very important also to point out that glucose, which is the breakdown of carbohydrates, it's used when you're at higher intensities, okay? 
But when we're at low intensities, there's certain functions in your organs that require the use of glucose. We talked about your brain being one. And then also there are certain, you know, when all this is metabolizing, it's, it's spread out through your bloodstream. So this, it, these, these glucose molecules or, or these molecules are, are targeting specific areas in your, in your body that require and make it easier for your body to function in those organs, with those organs to function in your body so that it's not requiring energy from another substrate and your body has to work harder. What I mean by that is that in between glucose and fats, okay, your, your body, if it doesn't receive carbohydrates, it can create its own form of glucose by reversing a process of another macronutrient. So it could do it through the form of ketogenesis, or the other one is the reversal process of, of protein, which is called gluconeogenesis. Now in those forms, your body now has to be like, okay, well, I'm going to have to break this down back into the reversal of what I already broke down. So I'm going to waste energy doing that. And then so that I can create glucose so that these specific functions in your body who, that use glucose can function properly. And now there are these other parts of your body that would require fat for fuel or protein for synthesizing muscle are lacking because your body is going to prioritize maintaining life, right? It's going to prioritize creating energy for your organs to function, primarily your heart. So that kind of puts into perspective how each macronutrient has its own roles. Protein, the role of that is to synthesize muscle, but if it comes to a point where you completely, absolutely ran out of energy storage, it's gonna it's gonna convert protein into glucose through a, pro, a long process that I'm that I'm not going to talk about, and it's gonna provide energy for you. But it's the it's the least preferred method of your body to consume energy. All in all, what you want to do is have efficiency in this. So you want to consume the right of the right amount of glucose or carbohydrates. You want to consume the right amount of fats. You want to consume the right amount of protein. And also this depends on your daily activity. Well, think about how, what your daily activity is like. If you're on a trip and you don't like to work out during your trips, then you may want to have like a little bit of a greater fat in your diet, right? Rather than carbohydrates because you're at low intensity the whole time. And when you're back at home, go back and do your carbohydrate. But again, th this, don't take that as a suggestion. I am not certified as a nutritionist, but I'm just trying to kind of put a different perspective to think about nutrition in a bit of a different way. It, you really, I look at fitness and nutrition and everything from the, within the body and that provides the physical results. So I mainly focus on what, what am I going to do today or this week or this month physically and nutritionally that is going to maintain my metabolism and my exercise routine at its most optimum. Because at the end of the day, it's not about the looks. It's about how efficiently your body can function. You train in a way in which how you are metabolizing things in your or macronutrients in your body. If you're training a specific way that you're going way too hard and you're not consuming enough glucose or enough carbohydrates, you are going to hit a wall a whole lot sooner. And by hitting a wall, I mean like you're going to run out of energy a whole lot sooner 
than if you were to take in the right amount of carbohydrates. So sometimes people get stuck in this plateau where they're, I'm not advancing, I'm, you know, I'm still like working super hard at the gym or I'm doing crazy runs or great workouts and I'm just not losing any weight or I'm not gaining any muscle. And it might be just that your nutrition's off. It may be that your body is working that much harder to provide energy that it doesn't have the ability to be able to be like, okay, well, I can't give you more muscle if I'm having to use protein for energy. I can't give you more, more of an intensity because I, you, you don't give me enough glucose to be able to meet the oxygen. You know, the oxygen demand is too high. So I can't give you that. You're going to hit the wall a whole lot sooner. But if you were to consume those carbohydrates in the right amount, you would be able to withhold and hit the wall a whole lot later. So the intensity or the duration of that intensity actually extends. So I hope that's making a little bit of sense. You know, that this is how I train clients based on what program they're doing and what their nutrition is, how they are metabolizing things. Now, this is important to, to understand too, because I am not a certified nutritionist. This is for general health. If there is somebody with an underlying condition, for example, diabetes, I would not be talking about this. This is not applied to them. There, there is, you know, they need to consult their professional doctor, their professional registered dietitian or, or nutritionist for that kind of specific training that they're going to have. So th th this is just like a general basic understanding of nutrition, metabolism, and how that goes hand in hand with your training. Just keep in mind that the higher your, or more intense your training becomes, you're probably going to consume carbohydrates a little bit more just so that you can supply that, that energy if you want that intensity to go up. All in all, it all depends really where you're at. If you're trying to lose weight, it might be different. If you're trying to gain weight, that might be different. But just remember that it's all about how much you consume and how much you exert in terms of energy. That balance is really going to determine if you are going to lose weight or gain weight. But remember that it's also if you get stuck in a plateau, it may be because you think you're consuming less, you might be losing weight. And yes, while that's true, it may not be the most beneficial way. You want to lose weight in a healthy, gradual way, meaning what you're consuming, the quality of what you're consuming, and in certain amounts of gradual, less consumption of those and without overtraining your body. And the same thing goes for gaining mass. And it's muscle mass specifically that we're talking about. If you don't eat enough for how hard you're training, you are overworking your body. So it's, it's really all about, you know, if you really want to pursue a certain goal, it's best to consult a professional with a personal trainer and a, and a nutritionist or a dietitian. Some personal trainers are certified in both. So that really, really helps. Uh, but just remember that there's going to be challenges. If there are challenges for people who don't aren't in an aviation lifestyle, just if there's challenges for them, just think about how many more challenges there are going to be for you. And don't let that discourage you because what matters to you is based on you and your lifestyle and nobody else is going to do anything about it other than you. So if the challenges are too strong, you're going to be resourceful and find a way around them. There are so many methods that me as a personal trainer and being a pilot, 
I can take physical training methods and apply them to not overwork my body. I can apply them to have a more managed, healthy, balanced lifestyle. I can take those methods to really help me be at my most optimum health physically and emotionally because they also do go hand in hand. And this is what I do also for the people who I train. So it's, it's very, it's a very scientific method of about going about a, a certain lifestyle in, but it doesn't have to be that strict or rigorous. I don't live my lifestyle based on I'm counting macros because I'm expending this much. I do have a general knowledge of, Hey, I think I'm burning too many calories for how little I'm eating. So I'm overworking, which is going to cost me to be fatigued when I fly, which is going to cost me probably to be in a bad mood. And I don't want to do that when I'm at work or at home. So I should probably eat a little bit more, right? That's, that's just kind of like at the level that I think about it, because if I get too deep with the macros in macros out and calories and this and that, it's just not fun for me. So what I'm trying to tell you is that there's, there's the basic concepts. You can take them. You can make them as easy as you want, as simple as you want in your life and your lifestyle. Just know that that what you're consuming and what you're exerting is, 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 is important. And in regards to the keto diet, just because I think that it's a not sustainable nutritional way of eating, it doesn't take away from the fact of all the research that's been done along with it. These are, this is research done by professional doctors and th their research is very, very valuable. So just, I am, again, I'm not a certified nutritionist or dietitian. I've said that a lot, but I just want to keep reminding you that because I am not that, whatever I say in terms of what I think, what diet I think people should be doing, there is no specific diet that I think people should be doing. People should do whatever fits their lifestyle the best. And sometimes because we hear a trending diet, especially this keto one, doesn't mean that it's going to be beneficial for you. Just because you have two people in the same industry with the same lifestyle their bodies are different, so they are going to metabolize things differently. They're going to respond to things differently internally and externally. So just keep that in mind that just because a keto diet has worked for somebody doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. Consult a registered dietitian or nutritionist for that. In my opinion, I just don't think it's a sustainable thing. I think for a certain amount of time, I think it's okay to do. But then again, for all these different organs in your body that work better with just a certain amount of glucose will function more efficiently with a well-balanced diet. I think it's more sustainable and more beneficial. So I hope today that you were able to learn something new or perhaps refresh on topics that you already knew. But I really, really hope that this episode really gets to help a lot of pilots and cabin crews out there on what to eat better in a flight. Just remember that this is all general information of nutrition and that the fact that energy cannot be created or destroyed, remember it's recycled through either calorie ingestion or ex exertion. So keep that in mind. Also, if healthy fats probably doesn't work for you, I'd love to know um, what your experience is with that and why. You can send me an email to fitaviatorsclub at gmail.com. I'd love to know more about that. And that actually helps me expand my knowledge uh, all as well, because all these things are different for everybody. Science of nutrition and exercise is extremely wonderful. It's extremely 
uh, you just can't get enough of it. And that's one of my passions. And this is why I love doing this and continuing to research. So I hope you learned something good today. And I am looking forward to the second season. Season one was amazing. Season two is going to be awesome with all the educational stuff. And I really, really hope you get a lot of benefits from it. So this is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. And I'll catch you on the next one. Switch.